Once you can bring value to people first, it's called reciprocity, then they want to bring value back to you. Okay, that's the key. That's the secret in life. And that's why so many people, they're like, oh, I'm going to turn it on when there's something in it for me. Those people never get it. Welcome to the Waste No Day podcast, a podcast specifically for and about the home services industry as it relates to plumbing, heating, air conditioning, and electrical. More than a podcast, Waste No Day is a credo, a determination, a mindset. It is a never-ending discipline. It is a refuse-to-lose pursuit. It is a wake-up call every morning to waste no day. Now here's your host, Brian Burton and Nate Minnick. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Waste No Day podcast. Your hosts, Nate and Brian, hanging out with you again and looking forward to an amazing episode today as we bring on Andy Elliott. That's right. Brian had the opportunity to sit down with Andy and just talk about some amazing stuff that is going to blow your mind. It's going to be a great episode and we are really looking forward to that today. But as always, we open our episodes up with a little bit of an introduction ourselves. And Brian, we're going to turn to you for our quote. Anything that is alive is in a continual state of change and movement. The moment that you rest thinking that you have attained the level you desire, a part of your mind enters a phase of decay. You lose your hard-earned creativity and others begin to sense it. This is a power and an intelligence that must be continually renewed or it will die. Robert Green. The 48 Laws of Power. Well, thank you for bringing a terrifying quote uh, to yeah, the introduction buddy. there, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> now I feel like I need to go create something like right Dude, now. What, it, what did Ken Goodrich used to always tell me at his, at his shop back in the early yeah. 2000s in Las green, Vegas. Green and growing. You're green and growing or you're brown and dying. There is no standing still. Pick one. Yeah, but but I mean, uh, that the, that quote like kind of made it even more terrifying because- it, it, it like describes the transition between growth into decay. You know, it's one thing to say, oh yeah, you know, you're either growing or you're falling back or whatever. But like that quote goes a little bit deeper and like actually talks about what is literally happening to you. The moment that you, the moment that you pacify the desire in you to seek better, man, as it's terrifying. It is. Yeah. Well, even even the quote, you're green and growing or you're brown and dying, it ain't soft. Like it doesn't say you're brown and resting. Yeah. Right. It's it's death. I mean, if you look at the the grass that that quote is talking about, it's green and flourishing, or it's it's brown and decaying. I mean, you must as well toss it in the fire because it's toast. Yeah. Um, and that is that that's something that we're not about here, man. And that's something that we want to constantly challenging each other, me and Brian, you, the listener, and anybody else in your life to be choosing that pathway of growth, right? Because it it is so, not only is it so easy to stop pursuing growth, but it's so, it can be so subtle too, in many ways where you, you slip and you slip and you let your foot off the gas and you let your foot off the gas. And before you know it, you're coasting. And before you know it, you go from coasting to slowing down and from slowing down to stopped and you don't even know that it happened. And that's, that's the scary thing. And then, then cars start flying by you and you realize like, wait a minute, how did that just happen? Yeah. And let me tell you this, this crew, 
Andy Elliott, the, the Elliott Army, the Elliott Group, they're not about that coasting life, buddy. They're not about green or uh, brown and dying. Um, and complacency does not enter their minds. So I don't know, like four or five times now I've been to the, the lion's den that they call their, their, uh, place in Fountain Hills, Arizona. And every time it's the exact same thing. Like we recorded this episode, I don't know, a month ago and we're doing, Nate and I are doing the intro a month after Andy and I recorded this episode in his studio in the lion's den beautiful freaking studio. I mean, it's just, the whole place is just insane. They have a coffee shop in there. First thing you walk up to when you get to their, to their, uh, compound or whatever you'd call it. And, um, the, the coffee shop door says for closers only. (laughs) (laughs) If you call yourself a salesperson, you have seen Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, or at least the Alec Baldwin scene. If not look up Alec Baldwin scene, G-L-E-N-N, and the first thing that pops up is going to be Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. And watch that scene if you're in sales. It's a true classic scene. Probably the most classic scene in, in all of sales. <clears throat> and um, Jack Lemon is getting ready to pour a cup of coffee, and Alec Baldwin's doing a little sales training, and he says, put that coffee down. Coffee is for closers only. <laughs> and then... Uh, Proceeds to to uh, berate him with obscenities that I can't say on on this family friendly show called Waste No Day, but it's yes. a, it's an amazing scene. And of course, right when you walk up to the doors of the coffee shop, closers only. <laughs> <laughs> Get upstairs and uh, talk to a lot of his people. But the first thing, that's really the first thing you notice is like everybody has big genuine smiles. Everybody is excited to meet you. Like I'm like, do they all listen to Waste No Day? Like, <laughs> no, that's just how they treat everybody there. I mean, it's a genuine warmth and and happiness, and um, they're thrilled to see people and to meet people. And I've been there multiple times now, and it's always the same. Um, went upstairs, met Andy um, and my wife, and his wife were talking, and we went into the studio, and within four minutes of talking to him, he like looks down touches my stomach. We got to get you in shape, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, bro, my wife's right there. Knock it off. That'd be awesome. Yeah. That's why I said it. (laughs) It made me feel better when Tommy Mel was like, yeah, he did the same thing to me. (laughs) Oh, nice. So, uh, yeah. And it was funny because I'm just like, ah, uh, I'm pretty fit. And he looks at Amelia and he's like, you want them to have a six pack, six pack, don't you? And she's like, oh, I don't know. She just like looks at me and she's like, yeah, actually that would be nice. It's like son of a. <laughs> so we're uh, taking a little trip together in March and I got to have a six pack for that uh, trip now. So oh, thank boy. you very much. Thank you very much. Not a lot of but, time uh, left. <clears throat> super genuine people. Very, very passionate, man. Like scary intensity. Um, the whole the whole team super intense but they're they're genuine as genuine as people i have ever seen they're very heartfelt in everything they do they care about each other and the people they serve immensely it, it's not just slogans for them they really do and i was just wildly impressed man like you know i, <clears throat> I visit a lot of shops and i meet a lot of people and i meet a lot of people that i want to be a certain way 
and Nate will hear about these people and find out that they're not the way that I hope they would be. Um, but I don't talk about it on the show cause I don't, I don't like to bring any negativity to here and into your passenger seat, but this was one of those occasions. And there are people that, and Tommy Mello being a big one where their hearts are even bigger than they seem to be online or, you know, when you hear about them and <clears throat> these people are for real, that genuine, they're not for everybody. Like, if, if, if you don't want to better yourself in literally every single aspect of your life and, and almost get obsessed with it, then they're not for you. But I will tell you what is for you. If you sell for a living, this episode's for you, flat out. When he gets to this role-playing stuff and you, and you hear the, I would say like the biggest thing, the, the biggest difference between me and most people when it's time to overcome objections is I'm reaching, I'm reaching for that person. I'm not just trying to have the right words to say, but I'm like trying to get to that person and like, I don't know, almost on an emotional level and and bring them with me. You know, I saw him do it in person sitting, sitting next to me and I, I would hit him with objections and I was just flabbergasted at how much he made me feel like we were on a presentation and I hit him with a real objection and it was time for me to sign some paperwork. I was just like, whoa, I mean, it was so good. So, um, he gets, he told me that 90% of the comments that he gets on his social media stuff is negative 90. Wow. And we get some hate, you know, especially in like the, the trade Facebook groups and stuff, but man, 90%, you got to think it's tough. I mean, where he's at now, like who cares, right? He's a multi, multi millionaire and everything. He's got, I don't even know how many millionaires working for him. Young dudes. So you're like, who cares? We keep going. But there was a time when he hadn't made it and he was getting all this hate on everything he did. And he kept pushing through it and saying, so what? Keep hating. I'm going somewhere. To that is resolved like very few people ever realize. So long story short, <clears throat> fanboy, my fanboy conversation's over. Very impressed with Andy. Very impressed with his team. I love these guys. And I'm I'm super glad that I got to spend time with them and that I will spend more time with them in the future. Well, Brian, you know, uh, you know who else we like spending time with, and that is our special review of the week. Who are we featuring today? Nuggets of knowledge. Five stars. Very fortunate to have had the opportunity to sit beside and connect with someone that provided one of these nuggets of knowledge I was in search of. On the drive home, we listened to the two Laura Kelly episodes you shared with. On the drive home, we listened to the two Laura Kelly episodes you shared, which then led to Brian Tracy's Eat That Frog book. Oh, by the way, will be implemented immediately. I look forward to building on the relationship in the future. Thank you, Brian. Hambone1776. Hambone. It's, uh, sounds like someone I had a conversation with, but this was from Remember, Remember, the 5th of November. Oh, all right. A little V for Vendetta. This is from November 5th. It is now January 23rd. So <laughs> if I was going to be remembering that conversation, it's not <laughs> happening. But uh, hey, Hambone, appreciate you, bro. Or, or sis, I appreciate the fact that I recommended 
a couple episodes and you took advantage of that and listened and got a lot out of it. That is, that's freaking awesome to hear. It's exactly what we're looking for in this show. And, um, I look forward to building on this relationship in the future too, bro. So hit me up and let me know who you are. <laughs> Cause if you do hit me up and let me know who you are, I'm going to circle back on an episode and bring this up again. Cool. We appreciate any review you're kind enough to leave. If, uh, you're on Apple podcasts, scroll down from the episodes, look at reviews, click, leave a review. You can either hit the five star or write a nice review. If they don't let you, if there's no way to do it, you have got to create an Apple account. Somebody told me this recently that they were trying to leave a review for months and months and months and they didn't have an actual, what is it? iCloud account. Uh, yeah. Apple or ID. Something like that. <clears throat> an Apple ID. Yeah. So that might stop you from doing it. But if not, if you're listening to Spotify, click the five star. If you're listening on Audible, click the five star, write a review. If you're not, go to Audible, listen to two episodes, and then write a review. That would be awesome. <laughs> that would be awesome. We'd appreciate it. Well, we know you're going to appreciate Andy Elliott here. And uh, because this is a bit of an abnormal um, recording for us, and it just features Brian. Brian, I want you to set the stage a little bit about uh, the conversation you're about to have with Andy. So, yeah, it was it was set as me being interviewed for his show, and I asked Jesse, who was who was his right hand man and the person I was dealing with for the most part, um, who will also be on the show here in a few weeks. Uh, is there any possibility of so if I was interviewed on his show, his show gets a lot of clicks and views and downloads. Obviously, it would be great for me for Brian Burton personally. And, um, the seven deadly objections episode was part of the reason they had me on the show. <clears throat> so I know for like my brand, quote unquote, it would be awesome. But I was thinking more in terms of like, what's better for the waste, no day brand and what's better for the waste, no day audience and flat out him coming on waste, no day is much better for our audience than me going on. His show is for his audience. It just is what it is. I don't feel any kind of <laughs> disrespect to myself by saying that. Uh, he's amazing at what he does. So I just asked if we could make it more of a me interviewing him kind of thing. Now, unfortunately, Nate was not in the building, wouldn't even fly out to Arizona for this. That's how much <laughs> he does not care about the Waste No Day audience, just so you guys know. Uh huh. Um, <clears throat> so I'm not much of an interviewer. I'm much better just talking. That's why when Nate's interviewing, I just try to sit there and be quiet because I'll just start rambling. Um, but I, I did what I could to, to just get him talking and it doesn't take much. And the conversation started flowing. Now our wives were in the studio and we were talking about that. So we kind of just almost started off talking about relationships and marriage and <clears throat> that kind of partnership. And then man led into all kinds of stuff. It's a pretty long episode, but I'm telling you when, when it wrapped up and it wrapped up because his people kept walking in and saying like Andy, like tapping their watches, like, yo bro, you gotta go. And we just kept going. Um, I didn't feel like a minute was wasted and I could have gone two more hours and been perfectly fine with it. So we get to some role playing, some objections with what I consider the master of it right now. And, uh, pretty much everything in between. Love it. Looking forward to uh, to getting into it here. And it's time now to put Andy Elliott in your passenger seat. 
Our guest today is Andy Elliott. Brian's going to be interviewing him here shortly. He is from the Elliott Group, which is one of the fastest growing sales training companies in the world. Originally founded by him and his wife, the Elliott Group has been in business since 2011, teaching professionals to increase sales and maximize profits in any market. They began working with sales professionals in the automotive industry by offering an array of products and services from in-store training, online training support, courses, and conferences, and from beginner to advanced classes for sales consultants, service, finance, internet, business development, branding, and lead generation. Now the Elliott Group's sales training spread like wildfire, and they began to own the training space in every industry by using the most advanced closing techniques available based on customer satisfaction and retention. The Elliott Group lives by its core values and believes that a healthy mind, body, and spirit are key to any successful operation. Sounds like a good person to have on Waste, na- waste No Day, if you ask me. And we're going to turn the, uh, the conversation over to Brian as he begins interviewing Mr. Andy Elliott. All right. Welcome here, Andy. My man. I'm uh, So I'm a big fan of yours. I've been following you now since June of this year, 2023. I just stumbled upon you on YouTube and was like, holy crap, like this is for me. So I'm, I'm a big accountability guy. I'm a big uh, sales trainer, but also leadership. I push my teams to get physically fit. I push them to, to just be better people all around. And then I, I ran into a YouTube video of yours. I don't even know how. I do know how. One of, one of my techs in Pennsylvania at the time asked me if I was familiar with you. And I said, no. And people send me people all the time. And you sure. know, you're like, maybe I'll check it out. Maybe I don't have time. I checked your stuff out and I was like, wow, this is uh, shorts and pants aside because, you know, we're trades guys. And I was like, what, what in the world is he wearing? Yeah. Dude, <laughs> listen. I look at the legs and I'm like, I probably would too because I don't have legs like that. But Dude, I was I'd like, run around naked if I could. <laughs> like, I'm just being honest with you. Like, yeah, I don't even care. You got to show it off. Like, catch him. Well, number one, I, growing up, I didn't, I didn't ever wear shoes. I never wore a shirt. And I ran around like everywhere. Like, I was a kid that was out in the sun nonstop. I just ran around and I just love that, man. Yeah. I mean, and as I've gotten older, people are like, dude, you got to put shoes on. You know, you got to, and I just, and I understand that, but the way that I was raised, I like running around with my shirt off. I love, mm-hmm. and not because I'm like, I want to have my shirt off because I've, that's how I've been growing up. Yeah. I don't wear shoes. You know, I, uh, anyway, so my point is, so like me, like wearing shorts and a shirt is like, I'm like, dude, I'm just going to do me. I tried to do the suit when I first started my business, yeah. right? My wife's like, dude, we got to, you know, do this. And I was like, dude, I feel like I'm like trying to be like Grant Cardone or sure. something. I was like, I don't like this. So I go to this event, I'm literally walking on stage and I like just took off my blazer. I rolled my sleeves up, unbuttoned my shirt, dude, like down to my belly button, dude. I was like, dude, I just got to feel me. And dude, I was like, my pants don't feel tight enough. I'm like, dude, I feel really weird. And like, I just, that day I was like, dude, I'm never going to try to dress to impress anyone else. Like Mm -hmm. I just need to be me. And, um, you know. I just, I started attacking, man. So anyway, so I love wearing shorts. I don't care if it's five degrees out, I'm going to wear shorts, you know, and I, my, my pants, when I wear slacks, they're always too tight. Everybody's Mm -hmm. like, dude, you're so tight. You know, you got your (laughs) wife pants on. I'm like, dude, listen, I love you guys. I appreciate it. You know what I mean? But I promise you I'm kicking it. And, um, and my wife's got great taste. So if I do jack her shit, who cares? But no, I'm just kidding. But I wear cuts, (laughs) tight slacks and I just love them, man. I mean, it's just, it's just a different style. Everybody's got a different style, yeah. but I promise you what we're doing is working. You know, like I said, is. you know, we built a nine figure business in three years. We're doing some crazy stuff. We're changing lives. It's super nine nuts. figures. Yeah. And dude, we're just getting warmed up. We'll have a billion dollar business in three years. I know we will. I want 300 employees. I know how many people we're going to have. I have a killer team. Our culture is amazing. 
How Dude, many employees I, are you at now? I have a hundred. Okay. And they're my team. They're my family. I say employees, but they're my family. I have a hundred family members that currently work with me because all of them are my family. I love them like my family. I treat them like they're going to be with me until they die. And if one of them quit, as much as it would break my heart, I'm not going to stop loving everybody and showing them crazy love and treating them like they're going to be with me forever. I literally onboard people like you're with me until you die. Like this is a marriage. And I'll take care of your kids. I'll take care of your wife. I'll take care of your husband. I'll take care of your family. I don't care. So I want to get more into that. Yeah. And, and I've heard, I've been listening to your videos now for several months and watching them. My wife has too, who's here in studio with us. Yeah. She's hot. Um, you did a good job. Thank you. Thank you. She's, yeah. <laughs> she's, uh, I'm way out of my league here. She's uh, also a fan of sales training and, paid and, off. It finally paid off. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Same so, here, same here. So it's good. So I do want to get into all that and talk more about the company. And and to your credit, I came out here a week ago, spent some time with your man, Jesse Cloud, who's just awesome and a few yeah. of your people. And I got to walk the grounds and just meet people. And I was like blown away with, for lack of a better term, I felt at home here. Like I felt mm -hmm. like I was among kindred spirits, yeah. very hype, very positive people who like hugs and are about winning and talk to each other with a smile. And I, like, I got on the phone with my wife as soon as I was leaving, I was like, I'm moving into his like training center or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, we, we call that onboarding. Um, I tell, so by the way, part of our sales training is that you're a brand, right? Like you're physically a brand. My name's Elliot. That's a brand. That's who I am. When I meet you, um, am I greeting you with infectious energy? Am I showing you love? Do I make you feel important? You know, do I, have I complimented you? Have I told you that you're special? I mean, look, all these things matter. You know, people will spend money with everybody as long as they, their souls connect and they feel like they're the right person to do business with. And it's not fake. Okay. So we'll do this, whether we walk into a gas station with somebody or anything, I tell my people, I said, anytime someone's around you at any point in time, your goal is to bring value to them. Once you can bring value to people first, it's called reciprocity. Then they want to bring value back to you. Okay. That's the key. That's the secret in life. And that's why so many people, they're like, oh, I'm going to turn it on when there's something in it for me. Those people never get it. You got to turn it on and keep it on mm -hmm. at all times. We teach our children too. Like when you're around somebody, like our kids have competition games on who can compliment the people the most. Wow. Like it's, it's like super infectious to be negative. It's super infectious to be positive. Yeah. And, um, you know, a lot of people don't want to get into this stuff because they think it's all bullshit. I'm going to tell you this right don't now. Leave, my leave life, it for the rest of us. Yeah, but my life is amazing because I pour so much into giving, which is like being loving to people. So like when you come here um, or anyone would come here, no matter what, we just want to make sure, make sure you know that you're important and that's it. And we want to show you lots of love. I felt that. Yeah. And I, and I felt it even when, like, I reached out to you in June on Facebook Messenger. I didn't realize how big you were. I just saw that you had some cool videos. Mm -hmm. And you, the next day or the day after, you hit me back on Facebook Messenger and talked to me like we had known each other for years. And I'm, you know, I got a little plumbing HVAC electrical podcast, which was half the size then that it is now, even yeah. a few months ago. And you just, you treated me like we had known each other. I'm walking through a park with my wife and our two little ones, and I'm like, this dude's, you know, like super cool treating me like, <laughs> well, most like people, we go way back. Well, most people forget where they come from, right? And what I'm going to tell you, one of the things that I'll vow to never be a part of is to outgrow my fans or to outgrow the people that I love or to ever forget where I came from. There's this thing called being grounded. My wife reminds me every day. She's like, dude, you could go back and lose everything uh, today or tomorrow. It, 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 can, it can just happen, okay? So all that really matters, like truly, Andy, like, please understand this. Your ego is going to love all these people that tell you that you're doing great. It's, it, they're going to feed it and you're going to love it. You're going to love the money you're going to make because you're building your business. But what really matters are the people's lives that you change. 
she's like, I know this sounds like cliche kind of a little bit, but like the people's lives that we change is really all that matters. So she's like, if you'll just keep that at the forefront of your mind, being good to people, let people know they're important. Never believe you're bigger than anybody, no matter how much money you have, no matter how big you get. Because dude, like we're growing so fast on social media. We're, we were, we're hitting about 150 million views every 28 days. So every 20, so our YouTube channel will hit 60 million views per month. I mean, 60 million. Let me million. just put this Waste No Day brand on the video yeah, real well, quick. And, <laughs> and that's cool because you guys are great. But my point is, is that there's- 160 there's, million. Yeah, so 160 million, 150 Ooh. million every 28 days from Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, wow. LinkedIn. Um, it'll just run across different platforms. Mm -hmm. But the biggest goal that I want you to know is that like, as you see all this and as you're growing, like I'll walk through an airport and I'll have a hundred people like, dude, Andy, what's up? Dude, you yeah. changed my life. Let's take a picture. And I like that. But my wife's like, dude, stay, stay grounded. Never forget these guys. You, she goes, this is what she says. She goes, you are them and they are you. Dude, I'm still a student. I, I sit down, I, I, I train, study everything I can every day. They're the same as you. Okay. So, and most of the people they meet, there's a good chance, Andy, that they're not going to treat them very well mm -hmm. because people, they know they stop signing autographs. They stop taking pictures. They dude, our, our security. I mean, like, I have some big guys that mm -hmm. run around my company and we all carry weapons. Like we're totally cool, but we don't have like, and I saw a lady sweeping out there with a pistol on her. Yeah. Like we're totally cool. Like, <laughs> like, kidding. but my point is, is that, is that like, like, I'm not going to hide. Like people like they say, well, once you get big, you can't be out. Like, dude, I just don't want to do that. Like if there's ever a time that I can't go and just run around and, and be normal, like I'm out, dude. Like I want to impact people's lives. I want to change people's life. And I think once you're really cool, people respect you. If you're with your kids, you're hanging out, you're having a good time. People let you do whatever, dude. Yeah. If somebody you've changed their life, you just shake their hand, tell them you love them. You can look at people in the eyes. You give them a head nod, tell them you appreciate them. Like they love it, man. But so many people, they veer off because they go to another status. And I do want to tell you, I have gone to, to new levels. I have a different mindset. I don't hang around people who are negative, who are losers, who don't believe they can change. Now, I believe that losers can change. And when you're ready, let's jump on yeah. a training program, right? Like, let's, let's get your life flipped around. But like, I don't ever want to outgrow anybody. So like when you said you message, like the goal is, is that if we're going to send a message back, we're going to talk to each other like we've known each other forever because we're all after the same shit. You've got a wife, you've got kids, you've got a business. You also want to like you. You probably want to be close to God. You probably also, you know, want to make live a life that counts. Like, come on, man. Like, I, you don't even have to tell me what you want. And I already know what you want. Mm -hmm. and, and so, like, that's what I pray that, like, even you spending some time with us here, like, you're like, hey, you know what, man? Like, I'm playing small. You know, like, like I need to go harder. Yep. You know, like, I need 100% to- 100% feel that. I yeah. felt that since. And, I, we, and we want you to. And yep. And a lot of people are like afraid to tell people their secrets. Like, well, what if they go do this? Dude, you, we need more people to do this. We need more people to wake up. We need more leaders. Like I'm only training people to not just make more money, but to also be a leader and to reteach what we've taught them. You know, like that's the goal. Like our era, cause you know, you're 40, right? You're 44. 44. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like dude, like I, a lot of people that are 40 that are watching this, like, dude, you've done a pretty bad job of fucking, you know, sharing uh, knowledge with the younger people. Sure. Right. And, and do like, we're supposed to be the, especially example. in the, tr in the skilled trades that we're part of. Yeah. It's like a, well, we're supposed to be the example for younger people to what they should want to emulate and look up to. Okay. So like, I just want to make sure I'm doing my part and I hope to inspire a bunch of other people along the journey. Um, if they're younger to, you know, be the new generation, but if they're, if they're our age, <laughs> 
wake your up, quit yeah. being so selfish and help us grow the next generation. Because if you don't, I don't know if you have kids, but your kids are, they're in trouble. You know what I'm saying? Because they don't have anybody to look up to. So when they're lost and they're running astray, it's like, well, no wonder because we were pieces of shit. Yeah. So I just want to, you know, do my part. And I've, I've spent my time being that. Yeah, no, and, we all have to do that to know that fatherhood and, and being a husband to, to Amelia here. Uh, although the last few years I've, I have turned that, I've turned that around and, and been on this journey. Self-correction. That's the key. 100%. What you just said, the person that can self-correct is forever wealthy. I told my wife, I said, thank wow. you for never giving up on me. Okay. Say that again. The person that can self-correct is forever wealthy. If you can self-correct, you're, you're the most dangerous son of a bitch in any room. Self-correction is the key. So if I'm talking to my wife and she's telling me something and I know I'm doing something wrong, can I self-correct or do I let my ego take over? You know? And so mm -hmm. I self-correct and I'm going to tell you why I shut my wife up for a lot of time in my life. And not because I said, shut up, because I would say things like, come on, babe, you're nagging me right now. Come mm -hmm. on. You know? And, and what happened is that she was trying to protect me. She was trying to tell me the truth. She saw a higher version of me. I was caught up in the work. I was in the tunnel. And I honestly, like, she was finally like, she listened. She's like, okay, cool. I'll quit nagging you. So she quit looking out for me. So what, what happened? I got myself in trouble. I started freaking making mistakes. I started, you know, getting out of shape. I started letting everybody down. Dude, next thing you know, I look up, I don't like who I am. And she's like, and I realized that dude, actually, if I would have just listened to her four years ago, she was trying to get me to change and level up. She's my protector. She's the one who loves me more than anybody. If I was to get sick today, she's the only one that's going to be there for me. Not these people. Okay. So like I'm motivating these people. I'm not motivating her. I'm pouring everything into this and I'm not going home at the end of the day and going, God, babe, I want to grow our marriage today. Mm. I'm going home every day and going, God, I'm going to blow the business up. And she's like, damn, I wish I could get some of that. You know, what about me? I mean, I'm the one that married your ass. Can I get some of that? Everybody else. They get to use you all they want. And you come over and you, and you complain to me. You, you tell me all your problems. I get to deal with your shit. You don't motivate me. And then I got to deal with all this. And then I realized my wife's my superpower. And that's why I give her so much credit because she was so smart. She was the one that saw who I could have become or who I was going to become. But I just had to wake up, man. And literally, so I self-corrected. And you said that you self-corrected. So what you did a couple of years ago is you're doing life like everyone else. I'm going to say like everyone else. And, uh, and it's no big deal. You're probably doing better than most, right? You're not a scumbag. You know, I'm not out cheating on my wife. I'd say like, babe, but I'm, I'm not doing what those guys are doing. You know, those guys are out playing golf on Sunday and I'm with you guys. Mm -hmm. She's like, dude, I don't care what you say. You're not present with, with you. Yeah. She said, but she says, you're not present. You're not present. That's all I care about. I just want you to be present when you're at work, go kill it at work. I want you to come home. I want to see that you did a good job at work. I want to see you fulfilled. Mm -hmm. I want you to go kill it at work. But when you come home, I want you to put your phone down. I want you to be here with me. That's all. She's like, dude, and then you want to go back to work tomorrow. You'll kick at work. Like, come on, man. Be here when you're here with us. That's all I want you to do. If you can't do that, then you don't need this. And I realized, I was like, dude, how? And she's asking for the most simplest ask. Yeah. And anyway, so I changed. And just, that's when my life blew up. That's how your life's changing. And just coming here today, I'm telling you. And by the way, listen to me. You don't want to be one of these guys that has your wife walk all over you. Mm -hmm. And like, you're just a pussy. And you're like, oh, babe, whatever you want. Like, no, dude, like, I, like I'm crazy. Like, my wife has to put up a lot with me. Like, I'm always trying to do something new every day. I'm going psycho. But I do listen to her because her intuition is dangerous. Her and everyone she's ever said was going to burn me, burn me.
Wow. Everyone she ever said that was going to hurt me, hurt me. Everything she ever said that was going to happen that was bad, don't hire that guy. And I was like, babe, but you don't understand. And then sure enough, you know, shit goes left. And I'm like, damn. And she's like, I told you. She's like, I don't even want to tell you I told you. But like, she's always right. So now when she says stuff, I know that it's a warning. I'm like, okay, babe, hold on. I need to slow down. I say, tell me what you see. And she's like, well, okay, let me tell you what I see. So now my wife's truly my best friend. She's my fantasy. I love her. I love, I'm obsessed with her. She's great, my everything. Great word. She's yeah. She's fantasy. Yeah, she really is. I mean, we work out together. We push each other. We grind together. We work through problems. And really, my wife isn't my queen. She's my battle mate. I battle daily with her. And most people don't. They have a buddy they do it with. They have a business partner they do it. And they don't do it with their wife. My wife is my business partner. She's the one that runs our company. She's 10 times smarter than me. And a lot of people are like, dude, man, you're, you know, you're, you're whipped. Listen, dude, we kill it. Do people still say that to you? Oh, dude, people will say anything because if you're doing something that other people can't do, they're going to say anything mm. they want to try to hurt you. Here's where I am. I'm up here. Mm. So if you say something, you're down here. I don't even hear it. Yeah. I don't comment to people. People say that about me all the time. 90% of my comments are all negative. Listen to me. I'm here. 90%. I'm not... Well, dude, what do you think they're going to be? When you get 150 million views every 28 days, mm. dude, you got people sitting in their basement right now. Mm. You got people that honestly could change and have a great life. But at the end of the day, look, everybody that I grew up with and a lot of people that are watching this right now who could be multi, multi, multi-millionaires, who their wives could admire them, their kids could look up to them to choose their hero. They could be ripped and in shape right now. They could have everything they want. But because you were willing to do something that they didn't have the courage to do or something that they didn't put the time and effort to do, they look at you and they're mad at you. And really what it is, is that they're mad at themselves. Yeah. They're physically pissed off at themselves and they want to say things to you and they want to hurt you. Why? Because hurt people hurt people. That's it. Now I've been hurt, but I take my wounds and I turn it in my weapons and I'm ready to go to war and I'm ready to go help people. But a lot of people don't want to give. A lot of people want to take. Most people in this world are consumers. They're not contributors. They don't contribute. When I wake up in the morning, I'm like, dude, I'm going to give today. Today, my goal is to help as many people as I can. I know in return, if I help a lot of people, I'm going to be rewarded. If I take care of the herd, if I show people that they can change, they can reinvent themselves. If I show people that I'm going to stick true to my word, that when I tell you I'm going to change, I'm going to level up, I'm going to keep growing and I do it, they're going to do it too. If you do all this stuff, I know there's a reward. And it's this universe will reward you with more money, with a greater life, with more peace, with more things than you could ever imagine if you'll just do the right thing and take care of people. But the goal is, you said leadership, is to be the leader and leaders can self-correct. Leaders, the, the first thing about being a leader is self-awareness. Like self-leadership is like what we, how, le how leadership gets stemmed by physically looking in the mirror and being like, dude, these are my holes. I see them. I'm not going to brush them under the wing. I come home. I kiss my kids first. I don't kiss my wife first. Okay. What does that show to my kids? It shows my kids that their mother's not very important. And people say, come on, man. No, dude, Seriously. I want my kids to respect their mom like no other. So when I come in the house, first thing I do is I say, guys, guys, whoa, let me give mommy some love. Mm. Come here. Your mom's smoking hot. She's awesome. Guys, can we love her first? And I show, <laughs> and then the kids are like, oh yeah, I love mom first. And then they're thinking, dude, like my mom, like that's, she's the bomb. And then all of a sudden, and by the way, how does that make your wife feel? Like she's been important. You know, I know one thing about my wife, number one going, I know it sounds crazy. I'm talking, we're, we're talking about sales training. We're talking about family, but people don't blow business up until they get their personal life straight. Mm. Okay. Nobody's going to fit any business. Nobody's going to make millions of dollars until you get your personal life straight. But once I show the kids that how important their mom is, number one, their mom feels amazing. She feels like she's number one, which she is. And then how do you think she takes care of me?
And now I got my wife taking great care of me and she's happy and the kids can love her. Dude, our home life is so good. Now do you think she's going to support me to go smash the world? Yeah. It's like, dude, this is all common sense, but they don't teach it in school. And everybody's like, you know, if you're in a relationship and you and your partner don't see eye to eye, just divorce or go find someone else. Mm. Fuck that, dude. You got to find a battle mate, dude. Dude, me and my wife tell people all the time, we're like, dude, don't ever, you know, threaten, you know, like don't say the D word, don't say divorce. You know, when your car runs out of gas, do you sell it? No, you go put more gas in it. When a relationship's out of love, what do you do? You put more love into it. It's common sense. When you're not making a lot of money, what do you do? We're not taught that either. Yeah, nobody teaches that. But like, because they teach you to quit. Yep. They teach you to quit it. So there's there's a cycle. I was training my guys this morning about that. There's a three-year cycle that everybody runs through about 25 times in their life, and then their life's over. Okay, they get inspired to grow. And then all of a sudden, they hit a plateau. Things get hard, they quit, and then they go back to where they started. Hmm. And they get inspired to grow, and they just keep doing this, this cycle. It, just, it goes around and around and around. The biggest power play that I could tell anyone to ever do in their life is to never quit. Find one thing, master it like Kobe Bryant, master basketball. Master that son of a I master my wife, okay? She's my, she's my woman. I'm a roll through till I die. I'm, I master everything she loves, everything she wants, and she'll shower me with love. It's so easy just to master that. Now I don't, and I'm not confused. Most people are a master or none. I'm thinking about 19 things, they don't do anything, fall away. My kids, I'm a great dad. My team, I'm all about team building. I know my team, I need to make sure they have great families just like me. I need to also make sure my team has great earning opportunities, which means I invest in them, I train in them. I love training the world, but I train my team more than I train anybody because they're products of us. But also I want to like me. About every third person we've run into since we've been here today has a kid with them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is, is bringing your kids to work part of the plan? Okay. So when you, okay, so listen, I'm going to tell you about my hiring process. And this is, this is where I would tell anybody, this is a great separator from, from our company, which is killing it and doing crazy shit in, in normal companies. All right. Let's say I like you. And I'm like, dude, I like you, man. I like this guy. So I'm going to talk to you for a minute. Obviously, you know how I, I live, you know how I run, you know how I operate because you can see social media, right? You know how I believe. Look, you're not going to come here and you're going to be some guy. And I'm like, all right, now you know you're going to have to get in shape here. You already know that. Mm-hmm. You already know coming here how we believe. You already know you have to have a good attitude. You already know the energy you have to have. You already know the standards we live by. You already know that my team is important to me. You know that family's everything because you've seen that, right? That's what I love about social media. Like, like people are always like, well, six pack, you're fired. When I created that video and people are like, I can't believe that. If you don't have six pack, you're fired. Love that video, yeah, by the way. It's like, it's like, but yeah, but do you guys understand that? people don't come here and apply for a job on Indeed. And then I'm like, well, you know, you got to have a six pack to work here, right? No, these people come here and they're like, dude, I want a six pack. Yeah. Like I want to get in great shape. I want to raise my standards. I'm looking for a leader that will positively peer pressure me. Like I want to be peer pressured to do big. Mm-hmm. Sh- and, I, and that's why I wanted this job here. Like that's the company that I have. But if I, if I was interested in you, then I would say, all right, cool. You know, obviously you know what we stand for. Look, I like you. And I would talk to you for a minute. And then this is how the hiring process works. My wife, right? You have to talk to her next. And then my wife, first thing she's going to do, because I'm a sales guy. So I'm trying to talk to you into why this is the greatest place you've ever seen in your life. Can't help and it. then my wife, she goes, you're probably not going to make it. I'm just going to be honest with you. Whatever it is that you do now, you're probably really good at it. And I'm glad that you probably worked really hard to become great at that. But this, you're probably not going to be good at this. We've got 50 alphas, 100 alphas that work here. All of them are really good at what they do. They all make a lot of money and they make this job look very easy. And you're looking around, you're seeing all these guys kill it, make this job look easy, but you're going to get here and you're going to be lost. And you're going to go from being number one in your company now to coming here and being last in the company. It's just the truth. How are you going to feel about that? 
Let me ask you a question. What about six months from now? Well, what if in six months from now, you don't get this job down like you think you can get it down and you're getting your ass kicked? Mm. Are you going to quit? Just be honest with me. Like, what are you going to do? And, and by the way, like she'll ask you, she's like, we're looking for people that we want to be with long-term, like until you die. Like we want you to be here forever. Like me and Andy got married and we pour into our marriage and our marriage is amazing. So we want to find somebody that wants to be here. This isn't a job. This is our family. This is our life. So we want to pour into you and we want to make you great. We want you to stay here with us forever. So like, like, where do you see yourself in 10 years from now? And if they're like, well, in 10 years from now, I want to be doing this. Don't hire them. Don't hire them. Don't change their mind. Let them go get their dream. I want people that say, look, based on what I've seen with you guys, if you guys are real and this is what's going on, I'll stay here till I die. These are the values that I want. Okay. All right. I like that. Now, after my wife's talking to you, she's going to say, do you have a family? Yes, I do. I have a wife and, you know, five kids. Okay, cool. Where are they? Uh, they're here. I want to talk to them. You can either bring them up or we'll get them on Zoom and we'll talk to them. And my wife will say, well, number one, great meeting you. Number one, I'm going to give you some core values about our company if this worked out. If your husband ever treated you guys bad, we'd fire him. Just so you're aware, because family's number one does. Our goal with your husband is we don't need extra money. We, have, we pl make plenty of money. Our goal is to bring your husband on here and have him bring great value to our clients and also have him self-develop, become a better man. Not only to bring value to our company and our clients, but also to you and your children. Our goal is to make your husband a better man. Is that something you want to look for in a company? Okay, cool. Also, I don't know how important this is to you, but we want you to be a part of our company too. Because when your husband grows, we also want you to grow. It's important. We want your children around here. We want your children to be around people that are positive influences so they can also become great. We want everybody included. This is a long-term decision with our company. This is what's important. Watch this. She'll also test the wife and say, let's say six months from now, your husband's here. He loves the company. He's trying his hardest, but he's not making a lot of money. It's just the truth. He's not as good as he needs to be, but he loves it. But financially, you guys aren't making it. What will you have him do? Does he need to quit and get another job? Or will you support him until he becomes good enough? We want to know. And if she's like, well, if he wasn't making money, we'd have to figure out something. Okay, this isn't right for you. Hmm. See, we are going through everything. Now, when they start, number one, my team. Lastly, after my wife does that, my team will do the hiring. Okay, what does that mean? I so, you, so you'll have people go through you, then her, and Me, then my wife, possibly not your, make the team? Your family, uh-huh. And then I say the last step is that I don't hire anybody, nor does my wife. We believe in people, and then we tell our wife that we found somebody we believe in. Mm. Now our team has the opportunity, there's about 100 guys, and they'll, you'll come here and they'll, they'll talk to you and they'll be like, Hey, number one, Hey, we appreciate you. Obviously Andy and Jacqueline, you know, said that they believe in you. So that's great. And obviously we love our leaders. So we want to talk to you about some things and our team will talk to them. And after our team talks to them, I'll have a conversation with my team. And before my team has said, we don't like them. Sometimes my team sees things that we don't see. Okay. And if my team sees something that I don't see, I don't want to hire them. You believe them? Yeah. And I, cause I have to, because at the end of the day, if my team doesn't think someone needs to be here, if even if I hired them, they wouldn't make it. My team wouldn't support them just like a wife wouldn't support a husband. Okay. So guess what? If my team goes, yeah, hire them. We like them. That's a good person. We'll make sure they make it. Now, when I bring that person on, they're onboarded with love. Everybody takes care of them. It's the entire company's responsibility to make sure that person makes it. It's, it's the most amazing thing ever. And the only thing that's in it for them 
is that they were a part of the decision of the hiring process. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like th that's the most biggest secret is when companies are a part of the hiring process, then the company's involved. So when, you know, most companies are like, oh guys, hey, we got a new guy, Dan, he's starting today. Yeah. Everybody's like, who's Dan? Right? Everybody's like, dude, who's Dan? And then Dan has to fight for his life for a couple months mm -hmm. to try to make friends. So nobody, you know, like, because nobody cares about him. No, dude, we do it totally different. So when you hire on, it's like, welcome to the family. And then when you come in, you're like, yes, I made it. Now you want to prove yourself. Now, dude, my team has been here. A lot of them been with me for four years, three years, five years in the training with me before I had a team, right? Like 2019 is when we started our company. But since 2019, it's almost going into 2024. There's been some guys that started with me, right? And they've been here the entire time. Every single person in our company, every day, their biggest thing is they say, I feel like we don't deserve to be here. Like still, imagine having a company and this is how you create culture and cultures will insulate you from economies and, and markets. I mean, this is, nobody can fuck with us because we're good. We have the greatest life ever. And by the way, we have pure happiness and this is success. Like we're happy as hell. And that's all everybody in this world wants to do is be happy. Mm -hmm. But so this is our hiring process. We go through the wife, we go through the team, we go through me, we go through this. And once somebody gets brought on, like, dude, we hardly have anybody ever leave. We've had in four years, we've had five people quit. Wow. I mean, well, and it was some of the reasons why some of them quit is because my standards are too high. Like, listen, when you go to the bathroom and you piss on the seat, and you don't wipe it off, like I'm going to beat your ass. I took a picture of your rules yeah. in, the, in the bathroom yeah. down there. <laughs> yeah, like I'm going to beat your ass. And it's like, going in our if, new shop bathroom yeah, in Scottsdale. If you walk by a paper towel and it's on the floor and you can't pick it up, well, you don't deserve to be successful and have a big life if you can't take responsibility for seeing something that shouldn't be there and then taking the initiative to picking it up. Well, I didn't put it there. Yeah, see, if I hear that, I'll fire you. Mm. Like, and, and I don't fire people. But like, you'll watch me go from here to angry really fast just because I don't do that is for other companies. Mm -hmm. And our companies, is this place right here brought value to all of your lives? Does this place bring value to all of your families? Do you guys feel like that this is the place that you want to be for your rest, your rest of your life and this is special? Okay, if it is, take care of it. Take care of it. If you want to pick up a piece of a fucking toilet paper on the ground or, or something, dude, I can't expect you to do the right things with your um, customers. If your car's dirty, your work's dirty. If you don't take care of your family, you're not going to take care of this company. Like, like I'm like so into watching how other people take care of other stuff and that's how they'll take care of this. So a lot of the times I'll do car checks. I'll be like, guys, come on, let's go out to the cars. And I'll walk out to the cars and I'll check everybody's car. And like, if somebody's car's dirty, normally I can say, see, Bobby, that's why you're last on the board. Your car looks like shit. Mm. Like, that's it. And I'm not being a duck. You can think I'm being a but I'm telling you the truth. You cleaned your car, you'd feel better about going to work. You'd come with a better attitude. Like, there are going to be a lot of truck inspections after this episode. Yeah, <laughs> and, 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 and watch. But by the way, listen, everybody has to understand this. This isn't rules. See, people are watching this and they're like, they're like, dude, like screw this guy's rules. I don't have to work for that guy. You're right. But people don't always get their goals. They get their standards. So if you want to get your standards, you want to get mm. your dreams and you want to have a big life, dude, you got to have high standards. You have to have better standards than the rest of the world. Other standards are like, take responsibility, take the initiative. You see something out of place, do listen. I turn wrongs into rights every day. I see things that are wrong and I turn them into a right. I speak up. A lot of people don't want to speak up. Listen, if you don't want to do any of this stuff, that's fine. But don't when you don't have a big life. Don't when you can't grow. You don't want to grow. You don't care because you don't care. You got this life. Mm. That's it. And, and by the way, this is winner language. Like the conversation we're having is only for winners.
So like, if people are watching this and they're like, I don't believe in that, this conversation's only for the 1%. Like, that's it. Like, like your podcast, we're making this conversation for the one percenters. For the people that really want to elevate their life, that really want to go to another level, that really want to change everything. Like, dude, like until you change, nothing changes. So like, this is where it all starts. And if you can do this stuff, well, then you can do anything. And that's it. And by the way, like Andy Frazella, um, I like Andy Frazella a lot. You ever watch his stuff? Sure. Yeah. Cool. So Andy Frazella, um, he's a good buddy of mine. I go out, I just had dinner with him last month. We went and hung out and chilled and I'm talking to him. He's got three 188,000 square foot buildings. This is 70,000. His are 188,000. It's bigger than the Amazon building behind him. Three of them. Spotless. 800 employees. Spotless. 800 employees. Literally just flawlessly moving the entire time. And I'm like, bro, how do you get 800 people to operate like this? He goes, standards. Standards. Every wall has our company standards. He goes, and if you don't execute the standards, you don't work here. When people come here, we make everybody start in the shipping warehouse. They have to pack first form boxes because, and it's a $12 an hour job. So if you come on, you're like, you know, I'm not working for $12. Come on, man. I'm a 300 grand guy. You're not making the ladder. No, you're not, you're not going to make it. Not here because you got to ship boxes. You need to understand how all the standards operate and then move your way up. His top right-hand guy started in that warehouse. His top right, they started in that warehouse. If you come in, you go, dude, I'm great at sales, Andy. I can sell anything in your company. I'm going to make you crazy. He's like, cool, we're going to put you in the warehouse. Why? Because he wants them all to go through the process to understand the standards. And that's what 800 people went through wow. is starting and shipping and standards. And for the people that go, I wouldn't do that. Andy goes, I know you wouldn't. Wish you the best. Mm. And then the next guy goes, Dude, so cool. I ran into this guy that was in Andy's cafeteria and he goes, dude, oh my God, I watch yours every day, dude. He's like, I was in sales. I was making 250 grand in uh, like Maryland. That's awesome. And I'm like, dude, that's awesome. So you moved down here or what? He goes, yeah. He goes, I moved down here because I want to work for Andy's office. I'm like, yeah, dude. So what are you doing now? Are you, are you in sales still? He's like, no, I'm in the, I'm in the uh, shipping. <laughs> making $12 an hour. Yeah. And he's like, no, I'm making 20 now, but I'm in shipping. He goes, dude, I gave up $200,000 to be here with Andy because I'm going to work his way up and be on a sales floor. I'm going to be his number one guy. Wow. I know what I'm going to do. So I'm intentionally taking a couple steps back, getting my priorities right, understanding how this business works because I'm going to be an entrepreneur in Andy's business. I'm going to blow it up. I'm like, bro, that is amazing. Hey, sorry, we're going to have to cut into the episode right there. I know that we would love to keep going on with it, but there's a lot more content in store beyond just this short period that you've already listened to already. I hope that you've enjoyed what Brian and Elliot have been discussing. I know it's been fantastic, and we would love to hear your opinion or your comments and thoughts about what has been talked about in today's show. Make sure that you listen to it and then tune in next week for part two as we wrap up this really great episode and interview with Andy Elliott. Uh, if you're interested in learning more about Andy or the uh, the group that he's got going on there, check him out at Elliot247.com. That's spelled with two L's and two T's, Elliot247.com, and check him out and all the things that he's got going on there. For right now, though, we're going to leave you with our weekly challenge, which is to choose to wake up each and every morning and waste no day.